Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 338. Today is Tuesday, November 21st. What? It says the 16th. Well, that's because we're pre-recording because the week of Thanksgiving, us at Elijah Fire, us people, we've got a couple of staggered days off. Illumination is taking off Wednesday to go be with family early. I'm gone Monday, Tuesday. Um, but we want to make sure that we had a full roster of Elijah Fire episodes. Uh, also, just a reminder that we will not have Elijah Fire on Thursday, Thanksgiving, or on Friday, the day after Black Friday. So you guys can focus on eating food, okay, and shopping and sleeping i don't know about you i don't like i don't actually like going out on black friday i i like to hang out in my pjs get up bust out the computer or the phone and peruse with a cup of coffee and christmas music blasting you know what i'm saying so uh that's typically my go-to i've gone out a couple of times um oh yeah illumination says i call the friday after thanksgiving christmas kickoff day yes and actually, Lauren and I have a tradition. We always go and get our Christmas tree on Black Friday. So that's the one thing we typically do where we go out. We'll get coffee and then we'll go. There's a Christmas tree lot where they're always just quick. And we have a lot of Christmas tree farms, so we could go and cut it down. But, you know, I'm a city boy. So <laughs> I prefer to just like, prefer to just, I mean, it's right there. You know, it's right next to where we live. So, um, and we like to, we like to help out the people that that do the christmas tree farm so or the christmas tree lot so yeah that's something that i'm looking forward to um i'm excited so uh share your guys's plans what are you guys gonna do the day after thanksgiving let us know in the comments we want to see if you're listening on spotify make sure to follow the elijah fire podcast there uh that'll really help us out as well and then wherever you guys are listening to this, I uh, give us an honest review uh, on the podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and beyond. Fun fact, if you guys are, this doesn't pertain to Elijah Fire in it by any stretch, but um, if you have Spotify Premium, now they offer over 200,000 audiobooks. And some of our guests' books are on there. So how about that? Uh, so you can, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if Tori's book is on there. Maybe it's not, but um, some of some other people's are, and so you can listen to them there in audiobook form if you want. So there you go. There's a little uh, there's a little freebie for you. Um, all right, guys. Anytime you donate to ElijahStreams.com/slash/donate, uh, that makes sure that this is stays afloat at five days a week. Allows us to bring on amazing guests like today, um, and we so appreciate you guys believing in this ministry. Um, I, we also have Elijah fire merch locked and loaded. That's another way you can support us. But anytime you donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate that goes towards this, but then it also goes towards our water well efforts overseas. So we're going to play a quick video on that. And then we're going to get going. Many people do not have access to safe, clean water, which is why we have made it our mission to help change that. It takes time prayer and research to identify the right locations for new water wells. 
As we discover a village that could use clean water, we travel there to get to know the people. We cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well. The exciting part comes next. The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes. A realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. Those, those water dedication uh, things, they look like a real party. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to one, one of these days, guys, one of these days. So, um, we so appreciate you guys' donations and, uh, it doesn't just stop at believing in this ministry, whether it's Elijah streams, Elijah fire, whatever. Um, it, it goes beyond that and you're impacting these people. And, and because you meet a basic need, like fresh, clean water, um, they're completely open to the gospel as well because uh, it's a huge answer to prayer for a lot of people. So thank you guys so much. We're so thankful for all of you. All right. Uh, I'm thankful for these guys. Uh, so, you know, one of the guys, Josh Rich, preacher, musician, evangelist, co-founder of Crave. But there's another guy here and I'm really excited. He's going to be sharing a really amazing testimony and something that I believe very strongly is you know, miracles are great. Okay. You pray for somebody, they get healed. You're praying, you get a, a major, you, God comes through in a major way in your life, whether it's opening a door to a job, um, finances when you need them at the 11th hour, all that kind of stuff is, is amazing. But the, the reality is, is the, the, the dopamine that gets released from those moments wears off. Okay. And I always say the greatest miracle is to see someone changed because you get to constantly be reminded of what God has done in their life as they're walking out and they're pursuing Jesus. Um, and so I, I believe that very strongly. I, I've seen that, you know, just even in missions, people come in one way, they leave different and they stay that way. Um, and so uh, today we're going to be talking about some really uh, hardcore stuff. Uh, both good and bad, but it, it ends in a happy note on a happy note. So without any further ado, you guys give it up for my guest today, Josh Rich and Barrett Jones. What's up, dude? What's up, Jeff? Man, what an introduction. Always. <laughs> Just hyping it pleasure. up. Such a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. Guys, thank you for having us always. Like you mentioned, my sister Tori earlier. We got to get her book on there. Yeah, uh, does she have I, an audio book? I don't think so. I think we got to jump on that, dude. We should. For we're sure, not, yeah, not we. You should. <laughs> Barrett, yeah. Barrett, Barrett Jones is in the house. Thank you for saying yes to coming on here, man. Yes, excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Josh, why don't you kind of set this up? 
How did Barrett come into the picture for you? How do we even get talking about getting him on the show? Yeah, so of course we have a an outreach mission called Crave, but of course we serve at the local church as well. And uh, years ago, uh, I got the opportunity to meet this guy right here, Barrett, <laughs> and um, he he came into church and and let's just get straight to it. Uh, you know this this conversation that doesn't really get had very often. Uh, he was living a homosexual lifestyle, married to a man at the time in our in our small town here in Kentucky, and uh, quite frankly, a very religious area. And uh, so here comes Barrett walking to the church, and um, uh, super nice guy. And um, watching this guy's life over the years has been one of the most exciting and proud uh, testimonies to watch lived out, mm -hmm. still being lived out just on the on the other <laughs> side of the hill. And so I'm I'm super excited to get to. Um, for everyone to get to hear this testimony that he's only shared one time. Wow. Uh, we, we had an event at the church a few weeks ago. And when I tell you the glory of the Lord and the anointing of the Holy Spirit fell after he released this testimony, mm -hmm. it was so powerful. <laughs> it was so incredible. I think we sent this video to you, Jeff, and, and um, we anointed him with oil. <laughs> And it was a powerful Holy Spirit-led moment for his life, but also for the entire room. Mm. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised. The word, of, the word of the Lord says that we overcome by our testimony. The truth sets us free. And uh, those, those scriptures, although said often, uh, should not be taken lightly. They should remain to hold the power that they do. And um, I, I, we prayed before getting on here, and I just said that heaven is rejoicing with Barrett. <laughs> heaven is rejoicing with mm -hmm. um, with all of those who so proudly and boldly open their mouth of of where they've come from. And uh, you know, for for Barrett, you know, he's sort of uh, <laughs> in 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 an earthly way, sort of overcome the worst, I guess we, we would maybe say it that way. But, uh, you know, I think um, even to everyone who's still thinking, well, I haven't shared mine yet. I hope this encourages you that no matter yes. where you're at um, in the walk of your life and in the walk of your testimony, uh, that the truth, even though you might still be in the middle of it, um, would set you free along <laughs> the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I'm excited for Barrett to, to share, and then I'm excited for us to actually talk and discuss um, the topic of, of a homosexual lifestyle, of, of overcoming that lifestyle uh, by biblical means and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so, so I'm, I'm just as excited for the testimony <laughs> as I am uh, the discussion and boldly and honestly talking about uh, this story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Barrett, why don't you uh, tell tell people a little bit about yourself and then you can jump right into wherever you want to start in the timeline that led you to here. Okay. I'm 32 years old. I grew up and have always lived here in Greenville, right down the road from the riches. And I, <laughs> it was weird that we didn't really know each other until recently, mm -hmm. but I always, I grew up here. I work for my family and 
since my since giving my testimony and all this freedom, I have actually stepped into youth ministry at our church and I'm helping with the teenagers. And then I'm also on the prayer team at the church now. So mm, come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so why don't did you guys know each other before, like at all? Like no, not at all. I I I don't even think I had ever heard the name Barry Jones, but yeah. But we know each other now. Yeah. But now you know each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, there's a lot of questions I have, but I'm going to save them for the discussion afterwards. So, Barrett, why don't you just start, I guess, from however early you want to start in your timeline uh, and just tell tell people what the Lord has done. Okay. So, as a kid, I grew up in a local Presbyterian church, and it's actually one of the oldest churches in our community. It's over, I think, 200 years old. And so, but it was... It wasn't a bad environment. It was just a very religious environment. Yeah. Like the services were all, it was scheduled out. We didn't get off schedule. Mm-hmm. There were never altar calls or prayer for each other. I don't even remember the Holy Spirit ever being mentioned in a mm-hmm. service. Wow. And then like we had Sunday school for when we were kids. And it was just like the major stories of the Bible are all we ever were taught. And there was just a lot of things in that church that, didn't prepare me for life. I'm not going to say that I didn't get loved. They were great people in the earthly sense. They loved you. They cared for you. There just wasn't that spiritual covering that, you know, other people have grown up with. And so with that, stepping into life, I, you know, from a young age, I remember having very bad anxiety, very, very bad depression, suicidal thoughts. And I grew up in a very prominent family here in our community. And so with that, people would think, well, you don't have any issues. You should be, you should have a wonderful life. Yeah. But, you know, as the Bible says, the money is the root of all evil. And so. Yeah. The love of money. Yeah. Growing up in that, I was just, I always felt different in my family. And I, I feel like that was the Holy Spirit back then, like preparing me for something more in the future. But I just always felt different. And with that depression and and the suicidal thoughts and stuff always had to hide it because I didn't, my parents would have wanted to send me off or send me to a therapist or put me on medication. And yeah, a whole lot of fears come into that where you're like, they're going to put me in a facility. Yeah. Yeah. And as that grew, I I started having panic attacks and then that was like, I had to hide that too, because I was like, I'm not going to show that to anybody because then they're going to think I'm crazy and I'm going to be sent off. And yeah, And so with that, and then I would say it was around fifth or sixth grade that I started having the homosexual thoughts and being attracted to men. And as that grew, I had to hide that as well, because that was just, you know, we grew up being taught that was wrong. It's in the Bible that it's wrong. And so I always had to hide that. Well, it was around, I would say middle school, seventh or eighth grade that I had sex for the first time with a man. And so when that happened, that, you know, that was something else I had to hide from all of my straight friends. And so I didn't want to be judged and it just kept snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. And then I stepped into drugs and alcohol and tobacco to kind of deal with, instead of letting Jesus deal with the things I I used those things to deal with it. And I started smoking cigarettes. I think it, 13 oh. and started drinking around 14 or 15 and then it, and it snowballed into marijuana and I used pills for 
a season and cocaine for a season. And it was, as those things snowballed, it just, then as after high school, I went to college and it was just like complete freedom. I could, you know, these people didn't know me. I could do what I wanted, be who I wanted to be. And it was just like wild partying all the time. And yeah, worldly freedom. Yeah, worldly freedom. And on that campus, I very rarely did you hear God spoke spoken about. Mm-hmm. And it was like when it was, it, they had they like had it over in the corner, and so you didn't really pay attention to it. And so with that freedom, there was there was a big push for you know pride and being gay and it being acceptable. And they had drag shows on campus all the time, and it was just it made that lifestyle more acceptable. And so as I was, you know, still masking that with, I was always a straight A student and wanted to be at the top of my class. I graduated high school with honors and I was number two in my class. And so I just always, I masked the bad stuff with, you know, a a good image, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my family would never have thought any of the bad stuff. And then after college, I came back home and it was just like right back into that old routine of the the anxiety and the depression and having to hide who I truly was because it's not acceptable here in a small town, which that's a good thing that the, you know, that's the one positive thing about the religious spirit in this community is it doesn't (laughs) like homosexuals. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I suppose, I suppose that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always had to hide that. And so it was, you know, a couple of years after I moved back here, I decided I was going to live my true self. And so I decided to decided to tell my family that I was homosexual. And, you know, that was that was scary for a second because it was yeah. like they didn't take it well. And then, you know, the enemy ran with that. And I think it was, you know, a couple of weeks after that, that the suicidal thoughts really, really got going. And I went, I finally like went through with it and I had the rope around my neck and I went to jump out of, cause I always, we had horses growing up. And so I was in the hayloft of the barn feeding the horses. And I was like, you know what, this is just it. I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I'm just over it. And so I had the rope around my neck and I went to jump out and it was like something grabbed my shirt and pulled me backwards. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So it was like, and I, I, growing up, I'd never truly felt the presence of the Holy Spirit or Jesus, you know, uh-huh. and it was like in that moment, like I knew he made himself real to me. I knew he was there. I knew that God was real. But it was during that moment, you know, that I, I had met the guy that I ended up marrying. And so I was still going to, you know, even though Jesus made himself real to me, I was still going to live that lifestyle. Yeah. And so we ended up we ended up getting together and getting married and he moved back here with me. And it was about that time that about the time of us moving back here is when we met Victoria and she brought us to the church. And so it was, you know, like I would help with the crave every now and then, but I just, I knew that I was living in sin. So I didn't want to step into any type of ministry because I didn't want to, you know, it was like you're on two sides of the, playing field and so Barrett let me ask you really quick during that time I I guess during this whole time were you still did you still believe in God because I know that there can be this tension point within people that get into Uh a homosexual lifestyle where it's like 
you're I know what the Bible says. So you're either following God or I'm I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to acknowledge these desires I have and I can't have both. So some people completely push themselves away from even believing yeah. in God because they're fully. I'm sure you've seen that with other people in that community. But what was that dynamic for you? Did you always still believe in Jesus? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I went through a season in college where I, you know, I questioned it because mm-hmm. the group of friends I hung out with questioned yeah. it. But I always knew that there was something more. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know that I truly believed it until that moment where he made himself real to me. But even like, even living the homosexual lifestyle, we went to church. We went to church before we moved back here and went to Josh's church. We still went to church. It was, it was weird. I felt like, you know, I felt like the elephant in the room. I was going to say the elephant in the room. This wrong, but I know it's wrong, but. It, yeah. you know to my flesh it felt good and so it's like you know it didn't it took a while until god finally like spoke to me and said this is wrong and this is your time to get out of it and i think we were we were married for four years three or four wow. years and i called victoria and i was like it's time let's do this i'm getting a divorce and we so met what was, what was the I, I what was the was it just the conviction of the holy spirit was it that that prompted that what was that process like for you yeah. getting to that place of because i mean being married even to another man and then recognizing this is wrong we need to actually separate that's a big deal yeah. like what was that process like but throughout that marriage and throughout me like openly living my true authentic self as they say life was the worst that it had ever been interesting it was a very abusive relationship it was tormenting i was tormented 24 7. my like my suicidal thoughts were still at an all-time high my anxiety was through the roof like it was just we went to church i went to church every week but it was just like everything was elevated like all of the the enemy was just on full-on attack the entire time yeah and i I think that's listening to your testimony again i think it's so powerful to note that uh, you know, as you progressed through your testimony, it's like your flesh was leading you to mm-hmm. this belief that yeah. I'm becoming my more and more true self. Mm-hmm. And yet this true self that that pleased the flesh, uh, the more depressed you felt, yeah. the more anxious you felt, the more um, you felt like you were out in the open, yeah. the more hidden you you actually mm-hmm. became. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the the separation of godly freedom and uh, fleshly freedom, yeah. which is which is right. so and hard. and that's also I think important to note that's not just isolated to someone living a homosexual lifestyle. That is period. If you're living for your flesh, that's a pretty common denominator, whether it's just you're just a hardcore partier, a yeah. womanizer, um, you know, whatever it, you in fill in the blank. You know, yeah. and I think that we can take homosexuality and put it on this high level. Like this is, you know, it's because you were living a homosexual lifestyle, Barrett. I'm like, I, I think it was because you were feeding your flesh yes. more yeah. than anything else, you know? So no, you're exactly right. I, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't truly believe in this. Uh, there's a spirit of homosexuality or there's a spirit of this and that, 
Um, you know, we we certainly believe that there is attacking demons and spirits and, and these things of uh, that are against God. But like you just said, there's it's our flesh. It's it's pleasing our flesh. I mean, the first lie of the enemy in the garden was why would God withhold anything that you want to have? And thousands and thousands of years later, we're still being sold the same lie yep. that if you want it, you should be able to have it regardless of what it will do. Like, and, and, and that's the verbiage that we get today. Love is love that um, mm-hmm. if it pleases you, stop mm-hmm. spending this time with people who don't give back to you. It's all of this spirit of um, fleshly <laughs> desire. And if you want it, you should have it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I, I think we've got to stop putting uh, sin uh, on pedestals and, and yeah. separating. The church really does do that. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do it all the time. And um, I, I think it gives power to these different sins, if you will. And I think we have to put it on a common denominator and say it's just our flesh. Yeah, it's just our flesh. And I think when we put the sin on the pedestal, it complicates how we address it. And we feel like we've, we've got to come up with yeah. some sort of uh, we got to go to the lab and, and work. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great point. How, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've told Barrett this and um, he's, you're not done with your testimony yet, but I, I told Barrett this before that uh, when he came and when his, his husband at the time came to the church, our family, the pastors of the church, we were like, well, <laughs> should we address it? Should we have a conversation? And um because it was something that we hadn't really dealt with not to like make, make it a big deal, but we were just like, well, <laughs> this is a first for us. So what do we do? And, and um, it, it ultimately came down to, well, we've got all kinds of other sinning, struggling people <laughs> in the church. So like, we're, we're just going to all get along. He's pursuing Jesus. He's here which was a powerful part of his testimony that impresses me so much. And um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think my dad, the, pat, the lead pastor of our church, kind of just met with you guys and yeah, welcomed yeah, you yeah. and sort of just said, well, this is what we believe. And this is where we go to in the Bible yeah. to believe that about, uh, about a lifestyle of homosexuality and basically just said, uh, this is what we believe. Yeah. And we didn't really have any kind of command or, or, uh, you know, this is what we expect from you. We just sort of laid it out like this is this is our church belief. This is who we are. And you're welcome to be here regardless. Yeah. I mean, basically using the word as a point of saying, hey, these are these are foundational things that we believe. We're using the Bible as our foundation versus warping going. Yeah, I guess that is a little harsh, you know, uh, so uh, it's fine if you're this way. And we're just going to we just want to affirm you. I think that that's where a lot of churches drift into progressive Christian. Mm-hmm. I saw it a lot in Portland when I lived up there is, yeah. is trying to be loving, but being loving by the world's standards, not by God's standards. And I think that while you can't say love is love and, and be like, well, okay. Cause then you have to like break down what that means. Like sin, but, but I think we can stand on sin is sin. And that's something that Jesus took care of at the cross. And um, yeah, I, I got into a conversation with somebody the other day about, about this whole idea of, of love because they weren't, they're not a Christian and they were like, well, I just think that the church is, um, 
I, I just don't think the church is loving. I said, I think we need to determine, we need to, we need to define what love means because your definition, definition of love might be different from mine. And there is a line between love and tolerance. And I said, I think a lot of what the world, the world defines as love is actually just tolerance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the most unlove, some of the, sometimes the most loving thing you can do can be perceived as the most unloving thing to someone who just wants to be affirmed in their lifestyle or just wants to be uh, left alone to do whatever, but it's actually leading them to their death. So for instance, if someone wants to, they want to, um, they want to end their life, they're standing on the edge of a bridge. That's what they want. The most loving thing you can do for them is to intervene, right? So that's a very extreme example, but it is, um, it is a good example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. <laughs> I mean, it's, we can't, we can't kill ourselves. Right. They don't allow it. I mean, we, yeah. we, we can, yeah. but if, if you're found out, if someone finds that out, you're reported and, and they, there's all kinds of measures yeah. that they go yeah. to, to, to prevent that. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a perfect worldly example of, of how the world will respond. Yes. Yeah. And, um, uh, like you were saying, I think, I think, uh, well, the Bible says that God is love. And I think if we're trying to discover the true meaning of love, well, that's, that is the, the first beginning step. Uh, okay. So if God says I am love, God is love, then, then how do we, how do we approach to find out a deeper meaning of that? Then we go to God to find out who yeah. he is. Right. And God is also truth. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think, um, the church needs more truth, Mm -hmm. but also on the other end, I think we can't, the church needs to stop using that as an, as an excuse to, uh, kind of slam down. What do they use in in court? (laughs) Like a gavel. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's not an excuse to where we can be like, yeah, this is what God says. And we're going to slam it on you. Yeah. Um, Of course, go back to the Bible again. Um, Share everything in love. Like you you have to approach um, all of these things with a matter of love or rather said with God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Bible also says, don't use my name in vain. Like we, we can't use our own personal opinion and aggression and then say, well, you know, use God to, to, yeah. to excuse what what angers us. There's so much scripture to to lean back on. You know, get the get the plank out of your own eye, and then then go. It, it doesn't say get the plank out of your own eye and and don't do anything. It actually says then then go deal with it. So we we are called to to uh, deal with our brother and sister and talk about what they're walking through in life, but it does say deal with what's in your own eye yeah. first so that you can probably, probably so that you can have the right perspective and, right. and you can remind yourself, Oh, I, I've walked through some things too, so that we can actually approach people rightfully with love in conversation uh, about whatever it is and, and remind ourselves that we've, we've all got a flesh that has to be <laughs> crucified constantly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so Barry, you, so you, you went to church, you met Tori, um, and you reached out to her and you said, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to cut this off with my husband. 
Um, so we'll we'll continue there and then we'll talk because Josh and I can get going. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. And so when we when I first met Tori, she met my husband first and she invited us to church. And so but the thing about it is it's like the the community that we were living in, the homosexual community, they preach love is love. And my home life with him was for lack of better words, a forest fire. It was horrible. And so he walked into this church not knowing anybody there. And from the beginning until to this day, they loved me regardless of what I was doing outside of the church. They, it was just it, I love like I'd never felt before. And that's what kept it going until to this day. That's what kept me there is because it was just I, I, what I lacked at home. I got there because of Jesus. They were just they were just unconditional love like what Jesus gives you and so that's what kept me going and then it was probably about six months before I decided to get a divorce Tori and a couple of other friends were at the house praying with me and I got the gift of tongues for the first time and so like that's when it all snowballed and it just I got more I just wanted to be at church more and I was in my Bible more and it was about six months later that I finally something just it was like a I hit that nail on the head and I was like, I've just got to get out of this. Like, this isn't the way to live. I'm I'm miserable. Like I've just got to do something. And so I text Tori and I was like, it's happening. Can you come pray with me? And I, and it was the weirdest thing because after we prayed, I went home and told him and it was just like, everything went smoothly. Like I got out of it better than most people would ever get out of it like, wow. through a divorce. It was the easiest transition ever. And then since that day, like, Life has gotten wild from like from time to time, but that was two and a half years ago. And, you know, now here I am on the prayer team and leading the teens. And yeah, come on, Barrett. And, Man. and powerfully, powerfully I, I can I can chime in for you and, and toot your own horn. This guy, you know, he's so soft. You hear it in his voice and, and a calm dude. But when the spirit rains down, man, he is a powerhouse. And And I think, too. Uh, you can maybe mention some of this. You were re- you were experiencing a lot of demonic activity in your home. Yes. Uh, you were you were. I don't really know how you would describe it, but sort of practicing uh, what some would call witchcraft in a way, like kind of the the white magic or whatever. Yeah, like the yoga. We we did yoga. We did meditation. Had all the crystals. Yeah, and the crystals. Like it was. About a week after we got a divorce, I went through my house and I was like, you know, I'm getting all these crystals out of here. And it was the strangest thing. And they burned my hands when I threw them in the garbage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So, all these people that think it's just a rock and it's, you know, it's just pretend. No, witchcraft is real. Yeah. yeah and like, and then we always had, we had demonic activity in our house from the get go, but it was all. I can't because I found out that he was, you know, he was coming to church with me, but he didn't truly believe. And he was everything I was praying for. I felt like he was praying against. Yeah. And his friend, he like he had friends that were Satanists that I found out about and I didn't know that. And so they were all praying against everything that I was praying for. Mm-hmm. And so after after I divorced him and he moved out, the demonic activity just exploded like. In the middle of the night, they would be beating on the walls, beating on the floor, like wow. opening doors, like stuff you see in movies would happen in my house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the conversations that 
I think it was more often with Tori yeah. and uh, a girl in our church, Rebecca, a pastor in our church. Um, most of the conversations we had with Barrett were about the demonic activity in his home <laughs> uh, and actually not so much about uh, the homosexual lifestyle. But the reason I brought that up was because the the demonic led spirit that was attacking his life, I think, correlates with how strongly the Holy Spirit moves through his life now. Hmm. And uh, you, you mentioned earlier how before early in your life, you were sort of the black sheep of the family. Mm -hmm. And you kind of mentioned like it, it was almost preparation of, yeah. of being separated. Um, now, before you were separated in a negative way, but now you're sort of separated in a holy way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the attack of the enemy and such strong presence of the demonic before now correlates to how strongly the Holy Spirit moves in your life today when when uh now you're now you're on this end yeah which is which is just such a which is such a cool powerful thing well and that's what satan does though is he he it's like he can see our it's almost like he knows our potential better than we do at times because he can see in yeah. the spirit Absolutely. and so he saw barrett he saw something on you and was like all right he recognizes that there's something different about him i'm gonna i'm gonna feed him with lies I'm going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where he really gets. Do you have, I don't know if you have any insight Barrett into, do you feel like there is some like people that get Satan targets with homosexuality? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there is, I've always been curious about this. If there is something specific on them, that there's something specific on them that, that God desires to, to use, but Satan is trying to, to distort. Yeah, because I mean, most of my friends that were homosexual and around my age that were homosexual, they all had like they all had gifts and talents that could be used that the Lord could use in a very positive light. And they're all like very powerful people. Most most that I know are the black sheep in their family, as you would say. And so it's th those are the type of people that Jesus is going to use. Yeah, come on to spread his word, to reach the lost, to, as they say, you know, take up, he says, take up my cross and take up your cross and follow me. And so you don't really have, you know, with, when you're the black sheep of the family, you don't have as much to lose as the ones that's really tight knit and would, you know, would rather stay with their family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and illumination actually had a question. She said, um, I'm curious if it's common for people in the LGBTQ community to also engage in witchcraft slash crystals. I'm curious about that. And if those two things go hand in hand, was that common for people in the homosexual community? Um, and I guess not just, yeah, it's, it's pretty common, but I would think that that's more of like a cultural thing right now. And like okay. with the millennials and the Gen Z, it's just like, yeah. it's the cool thing to do. And yeah. they don't realize what they're doing to their yeah. self. What they're, they just think it's, Oh, it's a pretty rock. And, and then it's telling me that I'm going to have a good day, but they don't realize, you know, with that, you're inviting a demon into your house. Yeah. 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 For everyone who may not know, me included, like when you buy the crystals mm -hmm. or all that stuff, um, like what what are you told that that's going to do for you? Like each different rock or crystal has a different purpose. One, you know, 
one brings you wealth, one brings you luck, you know, happiness, calmness, all the things that the Holy Spirit brings you. They have these different little rocks that bring you that wit. But when you're purchasing these things, you don't realize that those corporations, those businesses, they have where they purchase them from have witches that pray over those. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Just like we pray over items in our home and anoint our home, they anoint those so that, you know, that the witchcraft goes with it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, Barrett, something I want to actually want to ask you about is, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is currently living a homosexual lifestyle and, um, he still would say he believes in God, but there is definitely some pollution of other beliefs in there too. And he would say that he believes in, in Jesus, but he, he got kind of intense cause he was like, I refuse to believe that I'm a mistake, that the way I am is a mistake and the way that I was created, that God made a mistake with me. And it was hard because it was one of those like conversations that we probably should have had in person and not over text, but he kind of just went there. And I was like, oh man, like, how do I, um, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I mean, it really does seem, and I've observed this from other people who are friends of mine who have come out of this lifestyle as well. Okay. Uh, so that this is kind of a common thing I see, but is, is this recognition of as I continue to try and live my true authentic self, it brought on a lot of other unnecessary baggage and like, you know, mental, mental, you know, uh, mental duress and, and, and things like that. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I, I had those thoughts as well growing up that I was a mistake. God, if God's real, why did he make me this way? And the truth of it is, and I've had a lot of realization to, to this since, since getting out of that lifestyle, is it's, you're not a mistake. God didn't make a mistake. Just because my flesh was attracted to a man doesn't mean that God made a mistake. Our flesh is going to sin regardless. I mean, mm-hmm. you're addicted, you're addicted to wanting to be with a man or you're addicted to alcohol it's no different it's all sin and it's all you know just view it all in that same light and as a bad thing and you're not a mistake god didn't make a mistake with your life he's he can take the way that you felt toward men and he can use that you know you can use that in a different light you could you can reach i can reach so many people now with my with my testimony because i've yeah. lived that lifestyle and i can get so many people out of that lifestyle because the enemy is going to continue to want to bring people into that mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the reason that that i was attracted to men is because i'm not gonna i don't want to say anything bad about my dad but we didn't have the best relationship growing up and mm-hmm. so I was always, and all, when I was attracted to men, it was always older men. And so I just interesting. and through that, it was just like, I was just always wanting that love of a father that only God could truly give me. But since then, you know, I've forgiven my dad. Our relationship is better than it's ever been. And he was, you know, he was a good, he was a good dad growing up. He had a, I had a roof over my head. I had everything I ever wanted. It was just, that intimate relationship we needed that we have it now come on 
but it took, you know, I had to let God intervene and make that happen. And back then I was just, I was searching for that in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's an important, like that is, that's a pretty common one that I've heard from people I've, I've talked to. Um, and it could be a lot of different factors though, but I feel like it can either be in kind of a moment that happened that shifted them off course. It could have been something traumatic that happened to them, but it also could be like you were saying a, just you, you had a strained relationship with your father. Um, so yeah, that's really, really interesting, Barrett. Um, uh, I I'm curious though, like what I, I think, you obviously, it's not just that you were attracted to men. It's not just that you dabbled and maybe had a couple relationships. You were actually married. So I think that there's a lot of people, a lot of people that might be in this lifestyle that might even happen upon this where they're like, they've entertained the idea of walking away from this lifestyle, but they're like, man, I'm in too deep. Yeah. I'm, I'm married to a, a man or a woman, a same sex relationship. I'm married. We have a life together. And, um, and so I think Barrett, like that makes what God has done in your life, not, not to diminish someone who's been set free of this, this, who, who wasn't in your position, yeah. but this just makes it hit even harder of yeah. like, no, like I was in it. You guys, I was in it. I, I, I committed myself to someone we were married. Um, and so I think that 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 can bring a lot of hope to a lot of people Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what was it like living in, what was it like living in? I mean, obviously you had people from like, like living the way you are now versus the way you were, you said that you had friends, like, are you still in contact with those people? distantly a lot of the people from my past have cut me off since then and so it's not that i cut them off they've cut me off because they still are living in that lifestyle or with those beliefs and from afar they cheer me on but they don't want to engage in a friendship like what we had and i still you know i love all those people and i pray that they that they get the freedom that i've gotten but mm. yeah it's I have very few friends that were friends during that that are still my friends today. Because mm. I mean, if anything, it's, I mean, it's a, the way you're living now is completely, I mean, it offends every aspect of, <laughs> of that lifestyle, right? Of No, no, no. We were born this way. This is who we are. You were living your true self. And, and I mean, I would imagine there's maybe feelings of betrayal, like you betrayed the cause, yeah. you know, and things like that. Mm. So. That can be, that can be tough. Josh, do you have anything else to add? You know, I, I thought uh, you bringing up your friend who was kind of the, like, uh, I don't believe God made me as a mistake. Um, you know, I, th I think that's, there's a lot in there that we could unpack. And, and mm -hmm. I think we should be as Christians, just as Christ followers should be biblically prepared to respond to that, to respond to it biblically. Mm -hmm. and not try to convince people with opinion uh, what we think. Like, go back to the Bible. 
because like Barrett chimed in, you know, it's all simply flesh. I mean, the Bible yeah. says we were born into sin. So, so we're going to, we're really going to confuse people <laughs> if, if we try to respond to spiritual things with, with natural opinion. And I think we have, I yeah. think the church has, has really confused a lot of people by trying to, um, I, I don't want to offend and I don't want to hurt. <laughs> and, but I also want to give you truth, but I'm also not giving you biblical truth. So it's like, now we're just all in this whirlwind of confusion. And I think that's it's a bad place to be. And I think um, we, we really need to teach to the best of our ability with love that uh, it, it's not, it's not mistake. It's, it's missing the mark, which is what, mm-hmm. what sin is. We've missed the mark of God's creation and design. And uh, <sighs> sinning is not uh, your life's mistake. It's, it's your, your, flesh, your fleshly desire. And um, I, think, um, I think that's really important to keep on pinpointing and coming back to so that people who, who do have a nugget inside of them that the Bible talks about. He doesn't call it a nugget, but uh, that, <laughs> that seed planted, the God says, I've planted a, a measure of seed um, for all mankind to desire me. And I'm paraphrasing that big time, mm-hmm. but there's something planted in all of us to desire the truth of God and getting back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, it's really, really important to continue to give people spiritual, uh, biblical, scriptural truth so that people can truly overcome. And uh, that's, that's why when Barrett and um, his husband at the time came, that we just laid out a biblical foundation so that on, on, on both sides that uh, we were clear with them not to provoke them in the right direction, but more so not to confuse them. They're coming. Mm-hmm. They're looking for some measure of truth, which I'll say again was such a powerful <laughs> part of his testimony. Like what what was in him to like I'm living this lifestyle, but also I desire to be in the house of God. I desire mm-hmm. to be in the presence of Jesus, which is just so powerful. Yeah, um, because I hear a lot of testimony where the and and I'm not um, demonizing or judging on either end, but there's a lot of testimony where people will say I was th- living this lifestyle and I. I so didn't desire to be around Christians. I so didn't desire to be around uh, godly things or or in church. I I didn't want to dare step into a foot my foot into church, which always impresses me that uh, although that Victoria gave you the the invite, yeah. there was something in you that that said I've I've got to be around the presence of God, which is just so powerful. Yeah, for um, real. So cool that that was in you, and and you still <laughs> desired that. Yeah. Well, and Barrett, what was that? I I meant to ask you when the head pastor came to you and said, Hey, this is what we believe. Uh, what was that like? What was your reaction? Were you just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. now we know, you know, but we still want to be here. I'm curious. Yeah. He just, yeah. He basically just like laid everything on the table. You know, this is what we believe. This is how we, this is how we conduct things here. And basically he was setting it up so that if we, got offended it was already all out on the table and so we had nothing to anticipate because we knew what was going to happen and i truly i truly wanted 
a church community. And so I didn't take it poorly. I won't say that my ex-husband took it the same <laughs> manner, but you know, I just, I was going into it with, I need, I need this community in my life. There was just something in me that wanted to have this community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Josh, like you were saying kind of to your, your credit Barrett, you know, we can, I feel like the church for a long time has rested solely on, uh, and not the whole church, but, but definitely, you know, arms of the church have looked at this solely from a physical issue. And so they're trying to dance around these issues, but I love that, um, you know, that the senior pastor just acknowledged from the word, like, Hey, look, this is it, you know? And I think also there's the, the recognition of a spiritual element to this as well. Um, you know, like Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's for a long time, the church has tried to look at this and that's why it's kind of ele elevated to such a large issue, um, is because we're, we're looking at this too much from a physical, from a physical standpoint and Barrett, now that you're on the other side of this, can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, I think that's everyone. I think a lot of people, when they get offended with a homo, this homosexual lifestyle or they they realize that it's wrong, they don't look at what, you know, what's going on in the, what you can't see, the spiritual realm. They only see the physical and they think, oh, we just got to, you know, they don't want to battle against that part. They just want to separate what they can see. And that's not how that works. You have to because with, you know, with being homosexual comes all the other stuff, all the other baggage. And you have to, that's how my, that's how it worked for me. I had to chip little pieces away until finally it was all, it all came to a head and it, yeah. the Lord took it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for you, when you were like, okay, I'm ready to leave my, my, my ex-husband now, um, was that also your moment of being like and i'm walking away from the homosexual lifestyle i i didn't walk away from it all right in that moment it took it took up until maybe you know a year ago that yeah. i finally was like i'm just done with it all and the lord just freed me from it all but wow. i still struggled with wanting to you know dabble in it meet i would you know meet a, a man and still be you know attracted to him and it's, you know, it's took up until, you know, that time that the Lord finally took all that away. But I had to deal with all the other things, like the anxiety left, the depression left. Yeah. I, one day I threw a full pack of cigarettes in the trash can and that was all gone. I'd smoked cigarettes since I was 13 years old. Wow. I, I, you know, I, I've stopped drinking alcohol. Like he's just slowly, I stopped smoking marijuana. I smoked that all the time. Like the Lord just slowly took little pieces away and then. The big thing left yeah and so <laughs> during that process of of the, you know those things being chipped away was it more just like a conviction of the holy spirit just like i don't feel like i'm supposed to be doing this anymore some of it was conviction and then some of it was was deliverance like one day wow. i was i was in my living room interceding by myself just in the holy spirit praying and all that anxiety all that depression just left dude <laughs> Yeah, that's, see, that's that's another thing that just so blows cool. me away. Like, it just it happened. The Holy Spirit just moved through him in in many different occasions. Want some bigger than others, but like 
we weren't having prayer meetings to pray the gay away. Like <laughs> we, we weren't like, all right, guys, this is the night that deliverance is going to happen. This is it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Like if someone wants that happening, if, if you if you're gathering, that's awesome. Uh, not the push you to the front. We're going to pray the gateway yeah. stuff. That's not uh, all that great. Um, but yeah, obviously gathered prayer and and uh, seeking deliverance is awesome. But I, I'm just so impressed that this just sort of happened over time. Yeah. Like it just Barrett just came to us and he was like, yeah, God's keeps on delivering me a thing after thing. And we're just, we're all just watching it. And we're like, this is amazing. Like just by being in his being in relationship with him, just by being in his presence man, so cool. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves though, to be like, okay, I have to come up with a solution, but like Barrett completely like wrecks that, you know, cause you know, it's like you were just hanging out with the Lord, interceding, and all of a sudden it was like you felt that fear and anxiety, that depression leave you. Yeah, and I think that's the problem with it is people want to put a label on it or make it, it has to be a certain way, and it's not. It's just the whole purpose of it all is to have a relationship with Him. Mm. So, like, when I'm at home, when I'm in the car, I'm talking to God, I'm playing worship music. Like, if I'm at home, there's not a time that goes throughout the day that worship music's not playing. Wow. You just have to set that atmosphere and just keep him close at all times. And the things just started falling off. Like it didn't take a big group of people around me praying for me, believing for me, trying to deliver me of these things. They just, I just spent time with the Lord and they went away. Mm. <laughs> Dude, come on, come on. So a scripture that actually comes to mind, just because we were talking about sin is sin, you know, and, and we elevate one sin over the other. And Man, growing up, people would use this passage and they would cherry pick one moment in this passage. But it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. And so it do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And people go, ha! See, homosexuals wrong, homosexuality is wrong. I'm like, gotcha. guys, that is describing literally everyone. Every single one of us falls into one of these categories. Yeah. Yeah. So focused on one moment from this passage. It's literally describing everybody. Like, And so I, I get very fired up about it because I'm like, every single one of us falls into one of those categories. And Jesus redeemed us through his blood. Every single one of us. And if you lose sight of that, then you've missed the message, you know? And so uh, I get so bad about it. So I think, um, man, it's just amazing, Barrett. Like I said at the top of the show, like, you know, miracles are great, right? Like seeing someone's leg grow out or, or, or any, you know, seeing someone's cancer go away. But to see someone changed and to see the gospel transform someone. Jesus transforms someone. That's the greatest miracle, man. Like yeah. salvation, you know? Yeah. And I mean, through this, I have received healing miracles as well. Like yeah, I was, come on. I was born with scoliosis, like severe scoliosis that was not, it was inoperable. And I was in pain every single wow. day of my life. And it, it was like a week or two before just Jesus that we had in the summertime. And uh -huh. We were we were praying and we were having a fire tunnel and the Lord was like, "This is your time, receive it." Mm -hmm. And I just went through that 
tunnel praying in tongues and fire shut down my body and i have not been in pain in my back since come on before that there was not a day that went by that i was not in pain yeah dude so it's been like i mean like christmas constantly for you then you know just like it just seems like god is doing all this stuff in your life you know it's like healing and deliverance and uh the renewing of your mind man (laughs) come on yeah come on well josh do you have anything else to add before we close this out just that man i can i can echo both of you guys and uh it's been such an incredible testimony to watch and still continue to watch and and you guys can't see uh the proactive supernatural gifting um that that god continues to grow in barrett but i'm getting to watch it uh barrett has covered me in prayer um even in physical healing and uh, I got really, really sick a few weeks ago. My hands still are recovering. I had hand, foot, mouth disease. Wow. I had a, I had a bacterial disease um, attack my face and my ears. And then I had a third illness in my throat that were all different and separate from one another. And Barrett was here with someone else from the church covering me in prayer, covering me in healing. The Holy Spirit was speaking to him um, what to do, what to say, when it should be. Um, so it, it's just so powerful to watch um, all of this play out from years ago, receiving calls and messages of things are falling off my wall. I'm being attacked in my home by the demonic. Uh, this is crazy. Now to to see receiving text of the Holy Spirit's telling me this. Um, <laughs> I'm watching him say uh, this is this is not something new. Sometimes you'll feel something physical in your body mm-hmm. and you know that you are start, you are called to start praying um, for someone mm-hmm. in what you're feeling in your body. Uh, so it's, it's just so amazing. What, <laughs> it's all God. It's yeah. all God. We know it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so amazing to see um, the, uh, the, the, the flip and the switch. <laughs> To where it was so heavy one side, now it's even more so heavy towards the other. Yeah. And before I, I want Barrett to just pray over uh, everyone, but before he does, I just I want to encourage everyone that is that is battling and fighting and feeling like you are so far on this other side to say it is probably because God has such a more such a powerful switch and a flip and a purpose for your life that like Jeff said earlier, the devil so knows about <laughs> mm-hmm. and so doesn't want you to find, so doesn't want you to discover, uh, but God knows. And through our willingness to just keep on walking, just to yeah. keep on walking, um, just like Barrett did and just like many others do, uh, even though walking through the lifestyle that uh, they know they shouldn't, still walking in flesh, still walking in um, hurt and offense and all of these things that are that are just perfectly level and used by the enemy to poke and prod and provoke, to just pull you away from true obedience to God. He'll use whatever. Um, I, I just encourage you to keep on walking and pursuing the face of Jesus, even when it feels like you're not worthy, you're you're not uh, you're not this person that you're watching in the church, and you're not that person that you watch on a stage. 
we are all born into sin and, and daily have to crucify this flesh, no matter what the desire of the flesh might be. Mm-hmm. So I just, I encourage all of you guys out there that were uh, and still are just like me, just like Barry, just like Jeff, just like uh, Nation in the background, um, <laughs> killing it back there. Um, we are all just pursuing to the best of our ability, the face of Jesus as children and and jesus is ready to accept you as father come on and that's what's so powerful when when the holy spirit and when jesus himself met barrett when he met us (laughs) when he meets all of us he does not meet us in this um religious figure of a way and like this Pope-like position <laughs> of power, uh, it, 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 he yeah. accepts and he meets us as father. Yeah. He meets our sin. He meets our shortcomings. He meets our, our, our failures. And he says, I'm the father that you've needed. Mm. And, and he's all of these things. He's all holy. He is all God. And, but he's also father and he's waiting and ready to wrap his arms around you, even when you're still filthy, even when you're still dirty, just like he had to do for me, just like he had to do for Jeff at some point. Mm -hmm. And all of us who have at some point in our life have had to give in 100% obedience and say, I am ready for my savior and I'm ready for my father. And I just, in, in a built up Holy spirit power way, I, I send the power of the Holy Spirit to you today mm. when you are watching this, listening back. Um, and I and I pray that you are met with the fire and truth, that you are met with the love and truth of God that consumes and wraps you up mm. and uh, that there is no confusion, that there is no whirlwind of, I heard this, I heard that, and I don't know what to find in between. I hope you are met with the fire and the power of truth. That is Jesus. That is God. And that the spirit of confusion and chaos that continues to attack your life will have no longer stronghold in your life. And your spirit will be uh, set free. And Jeff, if it's okay with you, it is. I I would love for Barrett. (laughs) to in the Holy Spirit that consumes his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, we have access to when we are saved. The Bible says when we are saved, we we are filled with the Spirit of God. Yeah. Um, that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is not this separate thing that um, comes in procedure and steps, but that we actually are planted or, or whatever you, word you might want to use, but we have access to the Holy Spirit. We can just grow in that spirit and know how to access it more and more. But Barrett is a powerhouse. He believes in healing. You already know that he's been healed and delivered of not only homosexual lifestyle, but depression and uh, drugs and alcohol and uh, all of these things. Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, faith and boldness, and yeah. now he's uh, now he's believing and praying for uh, revival and deliverance to hit his family, Come on. Uh, his intermediate family. So it's just uh, there's so much that Jesus has for you, and uh, we're all going to pray together uh, with you in this. Yeah. All right, Barrett. 
Go for it, man. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Lord, I just ask that you bless everyone that is listening to this podcast, Lord. That you just you just fill their wherever they are, you just fill that with your presence and let the Holy Spirit fall, Lord. I just pray that you take away all their confusion, all their unworthiness, and you just fill them with peace and love, knowing that you are their father and that there is a way out. There's always a way out, and that way is with Jesus, Lord. We just pray that you just show that to them, Lord. There's there's no reason to believe that there's no way out because they have you in their lives, Lord. I just ask that you give them boldness, knowing that you are with them, Lord. Just invade their homes, invade their cars, invade their workplace, just and just invade their life and fill them with that fire that I have, that Josh has, that Jeff has, just Fill them with that fire and knowing that they are loved by you and that you are loved. Love is not love. God is love. Mm -hmm. We know that and we just pray that they just see that and feel that. And just continue to to pour out your love on them regardless. You love them anyway. Even Even in the depths of the valley, you love them until they get to the mountaintop. Just bring them to the top of that mountain, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Barrett, mm, we just rejoice at everything the Lord has done in your life. Um, And I think too, man, like one of the big ones that I I always hit on because it was one that hit me really hard was, was fear and anxiety. And so that's the one that a lot of people are hit with right now. So even like even that you just said it kind of not necessarily in passing, but it was a, a smaller footnote yeah. um, made big waves in the spirit for people. I'm just saying like, yeah, I was just interceding all of a sudden I felt it leave. And I'm like, come on, like, that's it. We put, again, we take all these different things and we go, this is, this yeah. is my Mount Everest. I'm like, dude, Jesus leveled that Mount Everest with his blood. You know what I mean? Like, so even if something feels big, I'm like the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. everyone. Yep. I've been talking about it a lot. Go read, go read Romans chapter six. All right. Like yeah. it's a done deal. Everybody. Yeah. So, hey, uh, yeah. Okay. So Bear, are you, are you online? Do you have an online presence? Yeah. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Boom. All right. Links in the description, everybody. You can go give them a follow. I don't think I follow you yet. We got to remedy that. Uh, we got to fix that. And then Josh, obviously your info is in the description as well. If people want to follow cool. you, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to leave people with um, before we, before we part ways. And we just, we love you guys. Yes. We love Elijah fire. And, and uh, you know, I, I, it's so much easier to toot someone else's horn. <laughs> uh, the, this is such a wonderful ministry. At the beginning, they were talking about giving. Uh, let me say for everyone who is not a part of, uh, I'm just a friend to their ministry, give to their ministry, give to their missions. Uh, This is an amazing thing that happens. All of these people that get to come on here and share what is happening around the world. It's so encouraging and what an amazing uh, way that we can use technology to hear prophetic word from other places and what God is downloading in others and the testimonies of others. It's so incredible a time that we live in where 
we have access to hear yes. all of these things that God is doing. Yeah. Um, Illumination mentioned, uh, and Barrett mentioned it earlier, this Just Jesus. Yes, tell that us about that. In June, um, this was something new that God spoke to our hearts uh, to just gather and do something just for the cause in the name of Jesus. It wasn't an evangelistic event. Uh, we did not even have a specific desire outside of we need to praise and we need to worship the name of Jesus. So we, we titled it just that, <laughs> Just Jesus. So in June, again, we will meet under a tent uh, June 13th through the 16th here in Kentucky. Uh, you can go to justjesus24.com and register there, 24 being the year 2024. Uh, and if if it's if it's a desire in your heart to gather with more young people and and actually we had grandparents there yeah. we had grandchildren multi generational yeah it was it was a really powerful time so there's all kinds of things happening here in Kentucky and through Crave through Revival House uh, we're just we're doing our best to be obedient and and have an open ear to what the Holy Spirit wants to do <laughs> and that's one thing that the Holy Spirit spoke this just Jesus thing that was out in the middle of nowhere uh, to just lift up his name yeah, and, yeah. and powerful things came out of it. Miracles came about uh, so many people um, got the gift of tongues and uh, little children were filled with the Holy spirit and actually expressed that spirit. So it was just an amazing time. So June 13th through the 16th, 2024, <laughs> we're going to do that again. Uh, just Jesus 24.com. And uh, next year we'll be on missions. Barrett is actually going to be on those missions. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> with Crave. So he's going to be getting to lay hands and believe for miracles in Africa and so Mexico good. and any other place that God might open up for us next year. And you can mm. give uh, to those missions. Um, and more so, just pray with us. Yes. As you pray with Elijah Fire and all these all these ministries that get to come on here, Pray for all of us, man. There is there is power in prayer. So yes. uh, pray for us, please. We love <laughs> you. Yeah. Prayer's good. Prayer's real <laughs> yeah. good. So just uh, the more the merrier. And, uh, yeah. Link is in the description yeah. to everybody to that. So you can go to justjesus24.com or you can click the link in the description under stuff we talked about uh, to mm -hmm. register for that absolutely dynamite event. So. <laughs> Yeah. Guys, we so appreciate you. Barrett, thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony. I know it's not going to be the last time you're going to do it in any kind of fashion. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're just I'm just stoked that we got in early. This is only your second time sharing it publicly. It's yeah. an honor to have you on the show and for you know for you to testify about what God has done. Yeah, it was an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Boom. You're so welcome. So everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed tuesday tune in for our last show of the week tomorrow which is going to be on wednesday the 22nd uh, we're going to have, close out this amazing teaching series we've done with julie lopez all about spiritual warfare spiritual warfare explained with julie lopez for those who have not seen any of her episodes she is a she was raised as a fifth generation witch in colombia and uh, god god got a hold of her uh, and so because she had that she was a she was a practicing witch on the other side and now she serves the the kingdom of heaven and so her perspective on how the spirit realm operates now from both sides is absolutely um 
just super interesting. She has a lot of insight into stuff as well because now she's serving the Lord. So we're closing out that series. We're going to be answering some of your questions and also covering um, some other topics as well. So you don't want to miss it. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, and we appreciate your guys' support. ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you guys can get in on that. We love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow with Julie Lopez. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.